So I work with my sister now at my new job. What? Brittany? Yeah. No, Kyla. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Me Is she me. still work at Jake's? Yeah, that's her second job. Gotcha. Okay. But we work and we work together and it's f- four to six of us in an office at any given point. Okay. But one day it was just me and her. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird because one girl wasn't there because she had to go to a wedding and then another girl wasn't there because she had a dentist appointment, so she was coming in late. Mm-hmm. And then our supervisors weren't there. So it was just me and Kyla. And so we started talking about her childhood. Uh-huh. And we talked about... So I'm half Micronesian. Mm-hmm. I've made that clear. And so we culturally eat with our hands. Yes. And so even though I have a white mother, she was working and we had our cousin taking care of us, who's Micronesian. And so we'd eat with our hands with her uh-huh. from like a communal plate, all that jazz. And so Kyla and I got to talking about how hard it was, how hard it was for us to learn how to use utensils in school. (laughs) And Kyla was like, yeah, one of my friends had to show me how to eat with a fork and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Kyla, do you not remember my hot sauce accident? And she's like, your hot sauce accident? So we had, when I was in, I didn't know how to use utensils. And they were also like flimsy plastic Sure. They don't give children, like, metal. Which is ridiculous. But anyway. bad for the environment. Mm -hmm. But I was eating a burrito that had, like, enchilada sauce on top of it. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't cut into it. Okay. And I went fairly aggressively one time. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And the fork slipped. And I got hot sauce in my eyes. (gasps) Oh, no. In both of my eyes. (laughs) And was like... sitting with my eyes closed at the table and one of the like chaperones or whatever came Mm -hmm. over and they were like oh no let's get you to the nurse's office and i had to go home (gasps) (laughs) just because i couldn't see i had enchilada eyes (laughs) and so now i don't like eating like wet burritos already look gross to me okay but now i can't eat them because also you're traumatized yeah Yeah. Oh, that, that is a damn shame because I love an enchilada style burrito. Nah, not me. No? You wear glasses though. That's true. I constantly have eye protection. (laughs) And I don't have that. Damn this 2020 vision. (laughs) I don't actually have 2020 vision. Oh, that's great. Oh, hello everyone. Oh, hello. Hi guys. Hi. Cassie's over there. Keeks is, Keeks is over yonder. Mm-hmm. We're eating cookies. <clears throat> yep. Thank you, Alicia. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Alicia. What's up? I threw up two hang loose signs. <laughs> you can't see. <laughs> I always forget that this is not a there's visual no medium. Vi- no, there sure is no visuals. Yeah. No, we had, I went to my company party today mm-hmm. and uh, we had some good food and a lot of leftover cookies, so mm-hmm. I said eaten two so far. I yeah, there's more. They're really good. <laughs> so I said, well, no one's gonna eat these, so I'm just gonna throw them in a to-go box and snacks to-go. for later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Alicia, that's your shout out, girl. We love you. You'll get a craft services shout out at the end if we remember. <laughs> no promises. Don't quote me on that. No promises. <laughs> uh. All right. So, what episode is this? 31. Is this 31? Oh, shit. 32? No. 
31. It's 31. Oh, I was yeah. right. You were right. I second-guessed it. I'm sorry. I haven't filled that out either. <laughs> Don't look over your shoulder. I'm about six episodes behind. We have an ongoing list of... That's supposed to tell us what episode we're on. <laughs> but according to that, we're on episode 24. <laughs> That's not correct. <laughs> not at all. But 31. That means 31. I go first. That Yes. Correct. Okay. All right. Who are you talking about today? Well, you know, looking at this, I realized I didn't exactly look up how to pronounce her first name. Okay. But I believe it's Indra. Indra. In, or, yeah. Indira, yeah. Indira Gandhi. Indira Gandhi. Oh, okay. Yes. Perfect. Who is India's first female prime minister and also the only female prime minister that they've had. Oh, wow. Fun fact. I did not know either of those things. I'm about to tell you a whole lot more fun facts. Oh, I'm excited. Because that's the point of this podcast. That is. Oh, Um, (laughs) side note. When we were, look, when we were golfing today, we didn't golf, but we were heckling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the lovely girl driving around in the, like, Mm -hmm. bar golf cart. Yeah. Drink cart. What a peach. The drink cart. Her name's Corinne. She helped us find our group <laughs> so that we were <laughs> not wandering all over Kingdom Come yeah. at the golf course. <laughs> but she was slinging drinks, and we told her all about the podcast. So her name's oh. Corinne, and she's great. She was like, I have a, I have a five-year-old. What kind of rating? I was like, we swear a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone we talk about is 100% great. Yeah. She was murderers. like, she's like, so, so I'll, I'll just cliff's note it. And I was like, perfect. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Wait till she's at least 10. Yeah. Is that an that's, age? That's a good age, I think. Yeah. I feel like by 10. Kid, kids know more than we give them credit for. They sure for. do. Okay. Anyways. I'm sorry. Indira Gandhi. Yes. And go. Before I begin. Okay. <laughs> quick. Two sources. Biography.com. Wikipedia. Also... Not one single person in the story named Gandhi is related to the Gandhi. <laughs> Just to be clear. Thank you for clarifying because I was way. like, I have heard that name. <laughs> are these two connected? Nope. In no way connected. No. They've, I mean, they met each other. Yeah. But I'm not going to bring that up because okay. it wasn't important. Yeah. Nobody cares. Mm. All right. You tell me all about her. So she was born November 19th, 1970 in Alabad. Yeah, all about India. <laughs> uh, both her parents, Jaharal, God damn it, <laughs> future Prime Minister Nehru and Kamala Nehru were freedom fighters and activists. Uh, so from the moment she was like able to comprehend things, she was introduced into politics. Wow. Uh, her parents were namely fighting for Indian independence from British rule. And so Indira was also a supporter of the struggle. Hmm. At the age of five... Indira had gone to a bonfire with her parents where they were burning British products as a demonstration against colonial power. Yeah. And this inspired her to go home and then burn her dollhouse (laughs) because she noticed it had been made in England. Wow. So she was like, five-year-old, already metal as fuck. (laughs) Sure is. I'm sure her parents were like, no, 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 no. (laughs) No, her parents were probably like, yeah. I know, but like, did she take it outside or was it like in the bedroom? I would hope she went outside. I mean, we can hope, but five-year-olds are wild. <laughs> That's true. I'm sure it was a controlled fight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
At the age of 12, Indira led about 60,000 youth, uh, young revolutionaries in a group known as the Vangar Sena, or the Monkey Brigade, hmm. from which is a, not biblical, re- it's a religious story. Oh, okay. Cause it's not biblical because it's not the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a real religious story. <laughs> Uh, the group often addressed, uh, like, envelopes. They made flags and conveyed messages and put up notices about demonstrations mm-hmm. for... They were basically, like, little secretaries for the independence movement. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> that is really cute. 60,000 tiny secretaries. Yeah. But it was also really, like, risky and dangerous for yeah. them to be doing it. And although her parents were, like, for the cause, mm-hmm. they were very afraid for her. Because they were like, you could be killed probably yeah or at least imprisoned and really traumatized but she didn't let it stop her so she just did what she wanted and she did what she wanted by leading sixty thousand people in her childhood she was mostly taught by home tutors Mm -hmm. but every once in a while she would go to different schools until she graduated the reason why she was mostly homeschooled was because her dad was in prison a lot and so her and her mom had to move because Mm. they they're revolutionaries. Yeah, they're revolutionaries. You're going to end up in prison a lot when you're yeah, when you're fighting, fighting the good fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to college uh, in Santini Tech Ten. <laughs> I that's Solid. wrong. That's wrong. But I'm going to stick with it because it was fun to say. <laughs> um, for one year before leaving your to Europe uh, to attend, her mom got sick, so they went to Europe oh, okay. to get healthy again and then while she was there she was she enrolled and wasn't accepted into oxford university hot damn university of oxford oxford yeah whatever that place Um, while she was in europe her mom died which is too bad Mm -hmm. um and not only that she was also a also suffering from chronic health issues herself uh and she often had to make repeated trips out of england to switzerland for her health treatments oh and this disrupted her studies, unfortunately. Yeah. And in 1914, while she was in Switzerland, German forces began conquering Europe because Nazis. Oh, uh, fucking Nazis. Um, yeah, fuck those guys. Wait, I thought you said she was born in 1970. Or is it 1917? Ah, okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just don't know how to speak. <laughs> I shouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. After the conversation that you and Danny had the other day, I was like, I don't know why I'm part of this because you two are a fucking riot. Nobody gets to know what me and Danny were talking about. That's a secret. Super secret. <laughs> Wasn't important. <laughs> um, what was I? Oh, so she was in Switzerland. Nazis. Nazis came. She's mm-hmm. like, ah, I got to go back to England. Mm-hmm. Noped out of there. But then ended up stranded in Portugal Oh no. for two months. No surprise, but after she safely got to England, she immediately left for India because shit was going down there and she didn't want to be around. fucking blitzkrieg. Yeah. And also, your studies are set back that much Uh after being sick and then also being stranded for two months. Not worth it. Mm -hmm. So she didn't finish her studies at Oxford. Once she got back into India, Indira was gauged to a man named Feroz Gandhi. Mm. Okay who was a fellow Indian independence activist that she had met in England. But then they got back and they were like, oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah. 
They loved each other, mm-hmm. but very few people supported their marriage because he was Parsi and she was Hindu. And there was, oh, I mean, the caste system in India, uh-huh. you know. And mixed marriages at the time was very unusual. And, like, the public was against their marriage because mm-hmm. they thought it was whatever yep. bad yep to say the least and it was so in, like people ag- being against their marriage was so intense that the gandhi i guess i did mention where your interaction <laughs> with gandhi the gandhi gandhi with a capital g i mean they all that, it's okay. a name fair enough <laughs> it's, a proper, it's a proper noun god damn it um but the gandhi offered a public statement to the people in support of their marriage he was like, everybody, chill the fuck out. It's <laughs> well, not that's that big nice. of a deal. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and in 1942, they were officially married, and then they had two sons together. Hmm. Um, in 1947, India officially declared independence from England and began establishing their own government. So Indira's father, who was the leader of the movement, the independence movement, mm-hmm. one of them, and had spent a lot of time in and out of prison, was appointed the country's first prime minister. Mm. So she okay. she got connections, and she became his unofficial personal assistant nice. while he was in office, which is like nice, but also I'm sure there are other qualified people who could do that. Yeah. Anyways, I have a lot of bullet points. Okay, because That's fine. her life was long and also has a lot of context. So, anyways, here are some quick bullet points about her life. Perfect. Before I get into more some more substantial stuff. Sorry if you could hear my paper. That was really impressive. (laughs) So, A, her husband began cheating on her, but they didn't divorce. B, she served as the president of the Congress. C, her cheating husband died. D, her dad died. (laughs) Shit. E, she was appointed as a member of the Raja Sabaha. And whatever letter I'm on, I was doing numbers with my hand. (laughs) Six. Oh, I thought we were on five. No. Oh, no, I that was five. five. Okay. Six. F. Uh, she served as the Minister of Information and Broadcasting. Oh. S- six quick points. Boom. Sorry, I started with the alphabet. <laughs> I was a little confused. I was like, wait, I thought we were going one one through however many in that A, B, C, D. No, I don't know what that was about. Anyways, cool. in January 1966, she was elected as India's first female prime minister. Oh, damn. However, it seemed that... Congress had elected her with a thought that, oh, she's a... Congress... That's the name of her party, to be clear. It was the Congress party. Oh, okay. So it's not like Congress, like... Like our Congress. Like ours. Okay. So her party elected her with the thought of, oh, she's a woman, so she can be controlled. Ah, yeah. Oh, of course. But Mm -hmm. she's also from... Her dad was the first prime minister. Mm Mm-hmm. So... People will respect her, and yep. we can control her, but people will respect her. It'll be great. Yeah, she's a good she's a good talking head to to make people... Oh, thank you. We, oh, let there be light. Yeah. <laughs> Where was I? Uh, she, she'll make a good talking head, oh. because people already recognize her name, but she's a woman, so she can be controlled. Yes. So the media and her opposition had dubbed her Gungi Gundia. Which is the Hindi word for dumb doll or puppet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not really beating around the bush there, are you guys? Nope. Her second year wasn't much better than her first because of an agreement that she made and it devalued the rupee. 
So people were pissed. Okay. Or people were having a hard time. This devaluation created a lot of issues for Indian businesses and for consumers. And not only that, under her leadership, the import of wheat from the U.S. had fell through due to political disputes. And so we have a devalued rupee and people are hungry. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make people very happy. No. And her party at this time was also decreasing in popularity. Mm-hmm. Not looking great for her. No, it's not. <laughs> but in 1967, she really began to come into her own as a leader. Much to her party's dismay. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, how do we get this bitch under control? <laughs> exactly. Uh, she began to move towards more socialist policies in this in these years. And in the presidential election, decided to voice her support for an independent candidate mm. rather than her party's candidate. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. She's not. <laughs> so party's. she's still a prime minister, though, right? Yes. Okay. But there's also a president? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. I was like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. But okay. So yeah. there's both. Okay. Yeah. S- sorry. No, I that's sh- okay. Maybe I should have put in a little like, here's how no, the government no, 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 set no. up. That's, but that's I'm, a lot. This, Look, you're asking a you, lot for you, me. You answered my question. That's all I ask. At this time, she also decide, decided to nationalize 14 of India's banks without consulting anybody in her party. <laughs> she just did it. Uh, and that was the final straw. And after this, she was officially kicked out of the party. Ah. Disowned by her party, Indra was like, I'm going to make my own. And she oh. just made another... Her party was called the Congress Party. Okay. And her party then was called congress party r (laughs) uh and when she left she was able to take most members from the congress party oh so she had like really split them okay so she took people from the original congress party Mm -hmm. to congress party the second yes that was the one that she came up with but she was like i'm gonna just snag all these people and bring them over to my side yep Oh shit! Okay, yeah. good, get get it, girl. Yeah, I don't be don't be too pleased with her. Shit. Okay, things take a turn. <laughs> um, so the new party that she created was a controversial one, and members of her party quickly realized that their progress within her party depended solely on their loyalty to her and her family. Oh, there's the kicker. Yep. <laughs> so in the coming year. Indra's influence was such that she could install hand-picked loyalists mm. as chief ministers of states rather than there being an, elect- an elected official by uh-huh. the Congress legislature. Yeah, she's just cherry-picking the ones. She- oh, oh, you, you've always taken care of me and my kin. Mm-hmm. Me just sounds, sounds weird. Yeah. Putting your family <laughs> members and people who are loyal to you in yeah. higher. Weird. Yeah. It's certainly a good thing that's not happening in our country right now. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, by doing mm-hmm. this, she had near absolute control of the the government mm-hmm. and was, like, free of pretty much any checks and balances. That's never good. Yeah. Bad things can happen when that happens, mm-hmm. you know. Um, in her 1971... Um, in 1971, she had a run again as prime okay. minister. And her party slogan was Garibi Hato, which means eradicate forward slash remove poverty. Oh. And her opposing party slogan was Indra Hato, which means eradicate slash remove <laughs> Indra. 
very... <laughs> they don't beat around the bush. No, they're going... They're cutting right to the bone. Yep. Oh, shit. Um, in her bid for re-election, she created programs designed to help the rural... <laughs> <laughs> we know how much you love that word. <laughs> and urban poor of India. Uh, by appealing to these groups, she was able to bypass the dominant r- rural castes, both in and out of state and local governments. Mm. And they typically controlled elections because they had, you know, yeah, money and influence. But she was like, eh, we're not going to do that. Mm. Um, she also grew in popularity at this time because of a decisive victory that India had over Pakistan in the Indo-Pakistani War. The war's conclusion was a triumph for India, Indra, and a newly independent Bangladesh. After the conflict had ended, Indra declared in an interview, quote, I am not a person to be pressured by anybody or any nation. Uh, She was hailed as Goddess Durga, a warrior goddess, by the public, and in March 1972, her party uh, swept the elections. Wow. Yes. However, her popularity would soon wane again. Uh, due to the wartime expenses of the country, uh, that the country had, they were struggling financially. Mm-hmm. And add in a drought, people were now poor and hungry again. Oh, no. And the blame was on her. Most importantly, it was the time of the 1973 oil crisis, which financially devastated much of the international com- community, uh-huh. including India. Um, opposition towards Indra strengthened, and in 1975, good band. Um, <laughs> one, op- one opponent alleged several major as well as minor instances of Indra using government resources for campaigning. And in that same year, her election to upper Congress was declared void on grounds of electoral malpractice. So oh. essentially she was rigging the votes. Yeah, yeah. The court ordered her to be stripped of her parliamentary seat and banned her from running for off- any office for six years. Uh, nevertheless, Indra was like, nah, this is bullshit. I'm, <laughs> I'm innocent. And rejected calls to resign and announced plans to su- appeal to the Supreme Court. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in this story current, uh-huh. currently that I'm like, there's a lot of political things going on uh-huh. in the world and also in our own country. Yeah. And reading is making me really anxious right now. Uh-huh. And just... Full disclosure for everybody on the bus. I'm going to be real, real. Yeah. Um, on my way here, I was on a bus and a woman had a sign that said, fuck Nazis, because uh, the Proud Boys are running a shit show. A shit, uh, <laughs> quote, yeah, rally <clears throat> in Portland right now. And mm-hmm. so there's some people that are really against that. And a man on the bus started very loudly arguing with this woman, clearly a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And so I'm... A little out of it. He's a little wound up, yeah. A little wound up, a little anxious. Anywho. It's been a very... For anybody who's not in Portland and this <laughs> link to this, it has been on everyone's radar for several weeks, knowing that this was coming up, and it was like, you know, the police force was in full fuck. Like, Every- nobody had the day off. Yeah. We, we have ha- the FBI here. There are helicopters flying over downtown. It's, yeah. They specifically came to Portland to just fucking piss off a bunch of, like, liberal, chill people who just mm-hmm. want to live their fucking lives. Yeah. And, yeah. So, understandable. Anyways. Take your time. So now I'm like, <laughs> oh, 
um, <laughs> people, people in le- people in power who are employing their family and loyalists mm-hmm. and anywho. <laughs> Anyways, she dismissed any criticisms and retained the support of her party, which issued a statement backing her. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Weird how history sort of. You know, repeats itself. And mm-hmm. like something bad is about to happen in the story <laughs> that Indra has done. So anywho. Oh, boy. Um, after the news of the verdict spread, hundreds of supporters demonstrated outside of her house, but they were pledging their loyalty to her. They were like, she's innocent. She didn't rig the election. <laughs> but uh, she did. Indian High Commissioner B.K. Nehru said, quote, Miss Gandhi has still today overwhelming support in the country. I believe the Prime Minister of India will continue in office until the electorate of India decides otherwise. And she would unfortunately not give them the chance to vote for a while. Oh, so dear. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about making you anxious. I know. I'm, <sighs> I'm sweating. I know. <laughs> This is a lot of emotions that I wasn't expecting to feel. Right? So, on the night of the 25th of June in 1975, still a good band, not a good year, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) just a few minutes before the clock struck midnight, Indra, with the support of President Ali Ahmed, declared a state of emergency in the country, citing a, quote, Immediate danger to the security of India being threatened by internal disturbances, end quote. Uh, Following the verdict against her. So she was like, uh, I was found guilty, but everybody, every, I was found guilty. People are mad about it. Other people really hardcore support me. This isn't great. We need to call a state of emergency. Mm -hmm. In this state of emergency, the prime minister a.k.a. Indra, Mm -hmm. was given the authority to rule by decree, allowing elections to be suspended and civil liberties to be curbed. Uh, (laughs) She took this time to imprison many of her political opponents, and she began to censor media coverage that condemned her. Most shockingly, she began to push for forced sterilization in the country. Holy fuck. Yes. So with her son's pushing... Because her son at this point had also was like, hello, I want to be in this. Uh Indra decided that population control was seen as necessary in order for India to prosper. So she directed uh, government manpower and money towards sterilizing Indian people. At first, incentives were offered to people who had voluntarily underwent these procedures. Mm -hmm. But then she decided that to set sterilization quotas... Okay. And when you set a quota, people aren't going to be volunteering at that, so you yep. have to start forcing people. Uh, reports came out that vasectomies had been performed on boys, and that men were being arrested and then sterilized in prison. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. And also, keep in mind that the people who were going to prison were people who were speaking out against yep. her. Yep, <laughs> So... Uh, according to a 1977 article in Time magazine, between April 1976 and January 1977, 7.8 million people were sterilized in India. 7.8 million? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just, let me, okay. This has taken a drastic <laughs> turn. It came really fast, which is why I was like, did I miss a page? <laughs> 
But no, <laughs> everything was on the up and up, and then it was like, oh, that's not good. Oh, and it just fucking snowballed into a shit pile. Yeah. And now seven point, I can't even wrap my brain around almost eight million people yep. being sterilized because she... Because it was seen as like, oh, this is how we help. I don't know. It's such a <laughs> fucked up power move. Yeah. It's Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Um, other human right violations in this period included uh, detention of people by police without charge. So people didn't know why they were in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, abuse and torture of prisoners. Use of public and private media institutions for government propaganda. Uh, she banned a singer's music from being played because he refused to sing at one of her rallies. And he was, like, one of the number one. Yeah. She destroyed slum and low-income housing places in India. Uh-huh. And she enacted new laws and modified the Constitution without any due process. Oh, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> so after 19 months, so over a year... Indra ended the state of emergency and called for elections. She expected to win, but seriously, what state of delusion (laughs) do you have to be in (laughs) to think that after all of that, you would win? (laughs) You gotta, you fucking crazy. Yeah. With a capital C. There's one thing that I read, and I forget which one it was, but it was a very tongue-in-cheek of like, she must have been watching too much of her censored media and thought she was really great. (laughs) So anyways, no surprise, she was voted out of office. God. <laughs> and later voted out of her Congress seat. Because okay. to be prime minister, if if I was reading things correctly, you had to have a seat in, con- in parliament or Congress or in, whatever. Okay, okay. So that's why when she was stripped of her seat in Congress, uh-huh. her role of prime minister was sort of up in the air. Got you. Okay, okay. So after she was voted out, she split her party again. <laughs> So her her half faction was now a fourth fa- fra- uh, faction. <laughs> yeah, just for, just she was like too many unloyal people here. Yeah. I need more. <laughs> I need people on my side. Uh, in her new party, she won a seat, but one of her political opponents was not having this, mm-hmm. and he ordered the arrest of her and her son on the basis that she quote had planned or thought of killing all opposition leaders in jail during the emergency. Yeah, that seems. Pretty accurate. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) But because she was jailed... Oh, no, this is not but. Because she was jailed, she was expelled from Parliament. Okay. Which is fine. That, yeah. Get her out of there. Yeah. (laughs) For fuck's sake. So, what can only be described as a hell of a lot of political shit went down. And I won't even try to go into detail on what went on. Uh, Yeah. But here's a, like, basic rundown. So, a coalition of many parties united against Indra. Their bond was flimsy because they the only thing they had in common was being against her. Yeah. So, they couldn't get shit done. Uh-huh. So, the guy who ordered the arrests took advantage of it, the infighting, and cozied up with Indra's party. Okay. He became prime minister. Uh-huh. And Indra's party said if he dropped the charges on Indra and her son, like all of them, uh-huh. uh, he would have their support moving forward. Oh. He refused. (laughs) And so they withdrew support from him, Mm -hmm. which then caused the president to dissolve parliament. Altogether? Yes, I think. (laughs) Wow. 
Sit down. Buckle up and listen. <laughs> okay. Shut your mouth. I'm ready. <laughs> in the 1980s elections, Indra created a 10-point program meant to secure the support of Muslim voters. She got him. So she's now prime minister again and was centralizing her power again. Honest to God. Don't ask me how she was able to do this with charges still against her. Uh-huh. Don't ask me why parliament was dissolved. <laughs> Don't, ask- <laughs> Don't ask me anything because this is what you're getting. Okay. And if you want to know more, you look it up your goddamn okay. self. Because there was a lot of siphoning through that I had to do. I was going to... There's so much information. I can't believe. Well, and to to do her, uh-huh. I was like, Wow. I really got to understand how this government fucking works. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I won't. Okay. Look, I will take your stop advice. Stop asking me questions. I will stop asking <laughs> questions and just get to the fucking meat and potatoes of this goddamn story. All you need to know is that she's prime minister again. Fucking A. So, during her bid to centralize power, her favorite son, which is what he was called in all the articles, oh. her favorite son, Sanjay, was killed in a plane accident. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of a fun fact. It wasn't, like, a normal plane accident. Mm. He was doing, like, aerial <laughs> tricks. <laughs> so he wasn't going from point A to point B to travel. He was, like, fucking loop-de-loops and writing yeah. in the sky and then, like, Yeah. I think he ran into another plane. I th- He shouldn't have been flying a goddamn plane. <laughs> I'm, But if he was able to do those tricks... He Not must have been pretty point. good. Anyways, he should have <laughs> Not been in jail. Not if he's running into other planes <laughs> in the sky. Do you know how big this guy is? That's true. Should have been in jail anyway. Exactly. Because he was the one who was like, let's sterilize him. That's Sanjay. Oh, no, he no, seems no. like a real dick. Yeah. But he had this dream that India would have its own car. So in tribute to his dream, she as prime minister launched the first Indian manufactured car. Oh, Okay, when you said he wanted his first car, I was like, <laughs> like a like a like a vehicle car. He wanted India in yes to have a manufactured car. Okay, so like how the U.S. has like Ford. GM and Ford. Uh-huh. Yeah, he wanted India to have one, and they got right. one. Okay, don't ask me what it is. I'll Google it. Don't later. ask me too many questions. I won't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, in 1984, oh, it gets dark again. So in 1984, (laughs) Indra launched what is known as Operation Blue Star. Not the donut. Not the donut. (laughs) Not those bougie ass delicious donuts. Well, he named his company after a pretty shitty operation in India. (laughs) None of this surprises me. So here's another rundown. Okay. Don't ask too many fucking questions. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not the one. Don't, don't push me right now. I'm on the edge. Okay. Here's the rundown. Oh, and I also put down this as unnuanced. Anyways, in 1977, a Sikh, that's what they're called. Uh I always want to call them Ski because of the way it's spelled. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things when you, when you verbalize it, you know how to say it. But when you read it, you're like, ah, yes. Yeah. What was the other one? Rural? I don't know. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a French word that I read once. There was. I can't think of what it is now. I don't know. It was funny, though. Yeah. I remember laughing. It was the Louvre. The Louvre. Yeah. I, re- I like it as the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Sikh Majority Coalition was rising in power in 1977. Mm-hmm. Just get us back on track. And Indra wanted to split them up. 
so that she would remain in power. Naturally. Yep. So in order to do this, she openly supported an orthodox religious leader that later ended up being embroiled in violence with another religious sect. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was accused of a lot of bad things. And then he ended up turning his back on Indra anyways. And... Oh, and joined the Sikh coalition. Okay. I really lost my place. <laughs> so, he was, Indra was like, here, be my friend so you can break them up. And he was like, okay, for a little bit. But then was like, no, nah, F you, yeah, yeah, Indra. Yeah. I'm with this Sikh uh-huh. community. Um, and as they kept... So, they kept rising in power. A few of this... Of the Sikh coalition group turned militant. Mm-hmm. Because they were being targeted by the government. Okay. So they wanted to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. An armed group of the Sikh coalition took control of the Golden Temple complex. And after the death of a police deputy inspector general and the president of a political party, mm-hmm. after their deaths were linked to this group, uh-huh. shit went down. And this was uh-huh. and this was the lead up to Operation Blue Oh, Star. okay. Okay. So... Indra acted. Mm-hmm. She ordered an army to quell the disturbances. And so they went to the temple and used heavy artillery against these people. Oh and that included tanks. Yeah. So the operation badly damaged and destroyed parts of this temple complex, including an important shrine and the Sikh library. Uh, it also led to the deaths of a large number of Sikh fighters and also innocent pilgrims. Mm-hmm. The death toll from Operation Blue Star is largely unknown and is estimated to between, like, hundreds of people and Mm -hmm. thousands of people. Jesus. Uh, Yeah. So, Indra was accused of using this attack for, like, political purposes Uh and was heavily criticized by the Sikh community in India and by the international community. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it's a lot of shit. What the fuck is your problem, lady? Yeah. And on October 30th... She gave a speech where she said, quote, I am alive today. I may not be there tomorrow. I shall continue to serve until my last breath. And when I die, I can say that every drop of my blood will invigorate India and strengthen it. Even if I died in the service of the nation, I would be proud of it. Every drop of my blood will contribute to the growth of this nation and make it strong and dynamic. And then on October 31st... (laughs) Two of Indra's bodyguards shot her in her garden. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So the assailants had fired 31 bullets at her, of which 30 had hit her, 23 passed her, passed through her body, Mm -hmm. and seven were trapped inside of her. Wow. Uh, The assassination was directly motivated by Operation Blue Star. And at 2.20 p.m., she was announced dead at the age of 66. Holy shitballs. Yeah. <laughs> she had an embroiled life. Yeah. Bit of a... She sure pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Big nationalist. Things were happening. Mm-hmm. She was not great. <laughs> <laughs> but... To say the least. To say the least. Anyways. <laughs> uh, her funeral was televised on domestic and international stations and was attended by fun fact was intended attended by one of her bffs margaret thatcher oh shit (laughs) yeah 
Oh. They were real buddy-buddy. Even though... Not great. Well, it was said that they bonded because they were both women in power at the time when it was unheard of Uh for such powerful nations. But also, I think people really didn't like the friendship because it was like, yo, we just got rid of colon... Yeah. (laughs) We were just colonized. (laughs) You burnt your dollhouse at the age of five and now you're BFFs with the... What was she called? Iron Lady? The Iron Lady, yeah. Yes. Well, shit. Yeah. And Margaret Thatcher had just had her assassination attempt. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And Andrew was like, girl, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> be care. You gotta be careful in these streets. And then she was killed. <laughs> I can't... That's crazy. I wonder... It definitely makes me wonder, like, if these bodyguards had been planning this for a long time, or if they heard her spewing some bullshit... And, yeah. you know, they were like, well, time to get invigorating. <laughs> pow, 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 pow. <laughs> it, one of, so there was, it was two bodyguards and then one other person was arrested on conspiracy. Okay. So it was planned. Uh-huh. And I believe they were Sikh. Oh, okay. So they, it was I'm like under a, fucking standable. So like you killed a, potentially thousands of. Our people. Our people. Yeah. Many of them innocent and destroyed a sacred land to us. Oh, boy. So it was, it was definitely like a revenge. Yeah, yeah, thing. absolutely. And they, one of, one of them, one of the, of her ass, assassins, uh-huh. assassinators is what I was going to say. <laughs> one of her assassins was like immediately taken into another room and shot. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not understandable, but I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. that's what happens. When you kill the leader of a country. Yeah. Well, they killed her and then, like, set down their guns and we were like, okay. Done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, this Oof. is a hard conversation. <laughs> Following her cremation, millions of Sikhs were displaced and nearly 3,000 were killed in the anti-Sikh riots. Her son took over as prime minister after her death and said of the riots, quote, When a big tree falls, the earth shakes. And indeed, it did. Damn. That was me throwing my paper down. Look, I did not expect that ending. Girl, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't expect a lot of these emotions (laughs) to be had. Yeah. But because it's very, it's a stressful situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel this way. I have a very complicated relationship with Margaret Thatcher Mm because I don't like her she was a bad leader (laughs) but i can i'm happy to have a woman in politics absolutely and like there were sacrifice like margaret thatcher had there was a lot that they had to overcome to become these people and then they just Mm -hmm. decided to be the worst people in the world exactly like (sighs) she's hard out here Women are complex. Yeah. It's, and not to mention, it's hard to be a fucking woman in this world. Mm-hmm. So to make it to such, to such a high point. Mm-hmm. And then comp- have to overcompensate for your power. Uh-huh. But then also use it, use that power for shitty things. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, you had such, 
like you already made it mm-hmm. to this fucking peak. Mm-hmm. Now just like use it for good. Yeah. Well, and she very clearly didn't want to lose her power. I mean, if she obviously she was charged with electoral malpractice and then also cle- declared a state of emergency when she thought she was going to lose her seat. Yeah. It's like, what price have you paid? Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> and I had for I did this because Seth was like, "Oh, you should do her at some point." And I was like, "Oh, look into her." And I was like, "Oh, f- first female prime minister? Hell yeah!" Oh, she was assassinated. It probably was people who didn't like her because she was a lady. And then and you, then I read about the sterilization. And then yeah, <laughs> Operation you read Blue about Star. all the shit that she pulled. And then you were like, "Oh, yeah." nepotism nepotism oh yeah that nationalist shit though and just being like you're loyal to me you get a spot and you get a spot Mm -hmm. oh you 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 did that one thing that one time i didn't like it very much so Mm. rip literally because she started killing people i can't (laughs) during the state of emergency do you have somebody nicer? I have some. <laughs> yes, actually, we're you just have... going up from here. Yeah, let's just move. Let's move. Oh, let's move that. on. Okay, so because you specifically were like, can you do a short one? <laughs> I did someone who I found that I thought was very interesting. She's actually one of the ladies from our post, our deck of postcards, mm. the the good nights, you know, good night tales. Or good night stories for rebel girls. Mm-hmm. She's in the creators section, and I was like, okay, I don't know much about her at all, but I did as much research as I could, and I only got one page, so it oh. worked out well. <laughs> Perfect. So today, I am going to talk about um, Maud Stevens Wagner. Okay. You ever heard the name? No. But okay. I'm gonna be honest. I like the name Maud. I I really <laughs> like the name Maud. I feel like it's not one that I thought I would like, but you uh-huh. said it, and I was like, "Ooh, I." You know, <laughs> there's a celeb. I want to say it's Judd Apatow's daughter. Judd Apatow and Judd is a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's very hpting. <laughs> The way I, in my brain, that's what it, anyway. Uh, yeah, I think Judd Apatow and Leslie Leslie Mann's daughter's name is Maud. I think. I could be wrong. Anyway, I heard the name the other day and I was like, you know, I really kind of like that yeah. name. It's like an old fashioned, like fun, like Olive. Love the name Olive. Maud feels like, like a classic, like vintage dressing kind of gal yes. with big sunglasses and she has her coffee mm-hmm. all the time and she's like hello i'm mod i don't hello. take your shit i'm mod mm-hmm. welcome she wears this color lipstick yeah <laughs> i am a mod. lovely shade of red on right now thank you this has been on all day it looks good thank you did you go to school for putting on makeup? i did <laughs> isn't that weird it's almost like you're i know like what a professional. i'm doing <laughs> weird <laughs> did you see my fucking <laughs> i don't know if you know look at yes this. i did look see at that you. i got i got my arm all face painted with flowers and glitter look the face painter today she's a gem she's really funny <laughs> and oh uh, yeah it was a good time anyway 
Okay, back to the story. Maud Maud Stevens Wagner. So Maud Stevens was born... I'll just tell you who she was. She was um, (laughs) the first female tattoo artist in the United States. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen a picture of her. You sure have. Okay. Badass. Yeah, she's great. So Maud Stevens was born in Lyon County, Kansas mm-hmm. on February 12th, 1877. Not much is known about her like early life as a child or whatever, but we can assume that she was bored AF <laughs> <laughs> gr- growing up in like post-Civil War midwest oh wow not a ton going on there a lot of dysentery probably yeah exactly not great so she ran away to join the circus who doesn't who doesn't want to run away and join the circus she worked people (laughs) (laughs) accurate uh she worked as an acrobat an aerialist and a contortionist while traveling around the country with, like, several different circus troops. She would kind of just, all right, been there, done that. Who's, you know, who needs who needs a body? Who, who needs, needs a gal? Who needs a gal? Who needs Maud? Me. I need Maud. <laughs> She's great. In 1904, while performing fantastic feats at the Louisiana Purchase Exposition, which is essentially, it's the World's Fair. Yeah. That was in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. She met a man named August Gus Wagner. And Gus. Was she, I like that name because it reminds me of Gus Gus, the fat mouse from Cinderella. Happy birthday. <laughs> God damn it. If I couldn't love you anymore in my life, you say shit like that and I'm like, I can't. I can't you just break my heart in the best way (laughs) i love you okay so anyway so she meets gus and she's immediately intrigued why you ask why thank you um so gus was known as the tattooed globetrotter oh so he was a sailor and a well-known tattoo artist and he's covered Mm -hmm. in tattoos so there's some debate about how like the f- how the two first became involved. So they meet. Obviously, we have to assume they had some kind of you know chit chat. So some like some people say that Gus offered to give Maud like tattoo lessons mm-hmm. in exchange for her going on a date with him. Okay, but. Other people argue that Maud demanded lessons <laughs> in order in to, exchange for in a- exchange for a date. So him going, I mean, I could give you some tattoo lessons if you want to go on a date sometime. And her going, I I'm gonna go on a date with you, but um, you're gonna teach me how to do this. Yeah. So whatever whatever the situation. Either way, uh, the date must have gone pretty well. Uh, Because they continued to see each other for several years and got married, like, a few years later. Which I thought was just really cute. That's nice. So, Gus taught Maud everything he knew about tattooing. 
Under Gus's instruction, Maud learned the manual, like, stick and poke method, mm-hmm. which is just a needle yeah. in ink, dot, 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 yeah. dot. Very traditional. Very traditional. <laughs> and then I specifically put an, a little note in here that says, <laughs> as someone with six tattoos, mm-hmm. if I had to get tattoos with the stick and poke method, mm-hmm. I, I would not have... Probably any. <laughs> that seems like a way fucking worse way to go about that situation. Yeah. I I want one. I want, specifically, I want to get, I want to go to Micronesia and get a culturally significant one in the traditional mm-hmm. stick and poke method that mm-hmm. Micronesians used. Exactly. Do they use the stick and poke or do they tap? I, it's tap. It's like, I mean, it's, it's in tomato, seen, tomato. Have you ever seen Moana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, yes. Island people, we're not. I'm not Polynesian, it, exactly. But, but they they <laughs> yeah. tap they tap the needle with another like stick. Yeah. Yes. So Americans took that, or white well, natives white did people. It. Yes, but white people took it from that and just said, you know, this will be easier, and just used a needle, and not the not sticks and tapping, yeah. Yeah. but just poking with the individual. Like, Can you hear my ring jingling? <laughs> I'm sorry, I took it off. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So, where was I? Okay, so both Gus and Maud exclusively use this method, even though the more modern, like, tattoo machines, Mm -hmm. closer to what we have now, were becoming widely available, and they were frequently used by other tattoo artists, but they'd never used them. Mm -hmm. So, he taught her how to tattoo, like, not only other people... But herself as well. Yeah. So. Gotta practice on yourself. Sure do. Um, Before long, Maude was covered in tattoos. Some of them include butterflies, birds, flowers, and other, like, foliage. Like, she's got vines and leaves and stuff all over her. Mm. And she's also got... It's really cool, actually. She's got this big chest piece Mm -hmm. on her whole decolletage. And it's a woman... Some of the photos are kind of hard to tell, but yeah. it's a woman and she's like lounging with two lions <laughs> and this is set between two like palm trees mm-hmm. and on one of the palm trees, there's like a snake that's like climbing up it. So it's like twisted around it. And then the other one is like monkeys eating bananas, <laughs> <laughs> which is really great. It's a whole scene. It, it's a whole, it's a whole tropical paradise right in her bosom area. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Bananas look like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Danny. Bananas do look like dicks. <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh, we're going to plug that right now. For anybody who has not gone to watch it yet, that broad's got Moxie's team. Miscellaneous what? crew. Miscellaneous crew. We were in it. We did the 48-hour film festival. We made her very funny. I think it's very funny. Everybody else thought it was very funny, too. We got a lot of laughs in the theater. Anyway, we made a short film called I Fucking Hate Joe Bones. Our lead actress is a fucking gem. Serious broad with Moxie. It's really funny. You can go find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Give, it a, give it a watch. There's a line in it <laughs> that bananas look like dicks. 
Uh-huh. And that's that's your little teaser. That is. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. <laughs> so. Uh, where was She I? got a banana on her chest she's and it got, looks like a pee-pee. <laughs> shit uh she's also got um she's got like an eagle with like an american flag on one of her arms and Mm. somebody's (laughs) name probably her name but it says something stevens so it might say maude stevens it might but also in the pictures you can't really see yeah the first name so uh, we don't know it could be her mom or dad too Hmm. but it says stevens somewhere on it okay anyway after Gus and her were married, the couple began working in, like, smaller vaudeville shows. Mm-hmm. Like, they had continued to travel around with the circus. So, after they got married, they were kind of settled down a little bit. They stopped traveling around with all the bigger circuses and started working in smaller vaudeville shows. And specifically, like, side shows or, like, freak shows. Mm-hmm. She continued to work on herself and on her co-workers. Hmm. And she quickly became an attraction unto herself. Just as, like, an inked woman. Yeah. At the time when seeing a lady's ankle was enough to cause outrage. <laughs> <laughs> a nearly naked lady covered in intricate tattoos was somewhat of a spectacle. <laughs> well, she's not naked. She has tattoos. Exactly. She's covered. Yeah. Technically. Technically. Mm-hmm. Maude had two daughters. Her first daughter, Sarah Jane, only lived a month. And shortly after that, they had a daughter named Lavetta, and she was born in 1910. So the family continued to travel, tattoo, and live, you know, a relatively normal life. Mm-hmm. All things considered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after having much success in tattooing, she passed her skills on to her daughter. Oh, so, fun fact, Maud uh, refused to let Gus tattoo Lovetta. Okay. Nobody knows why. She was just like, no, you can't do that. This resulted in Lovetta becoming one of the very few tattoo artists to have never been tattooed herself. Oh, she never had a tattoo? She never had a single tattoo in her life. And it's, she, it, it's suggested that she was like, you know, if I can't be tattooed by my dad, I'm not going to be tattooed by anybody. Yeah. Which is crazy. Just to even like try and wrap my brown, my brain around going to a tattoo artist Mm -hmm. who has zero tattoos. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) So yeah, that's like. A, a one in a million. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, after many years of being one of the very few, like, female tattoo artists in the United States, period. Mod- Can I perhaps interject white? Yes. Because native. I'm getting Amer- there. Okay. okay. I'm getting there. I have a special note. Sorry. Okay. Okay. After many years of being one of the very few female tattoo artists, Maud died in 1961 at the ripe old age of 83. Mm, wow, long life. Um, okay, so she faced many hardships of being a woman in a mostly male realm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her subversive acts helped normalize tattoos, mm. especially on women, 
and emboldened other ladies to pursue the craft. Hell yeah. And so, like you said, this has been, women have been doing traditional tattoos Mm -hmm. in other cultures all over the world. Yeah. Which is is fascinating. And yeah. to watch it. There's another woman. I can't rem- I I didn't write down her name. But she's specifically one of the, like, one of the oldest women alive. In Thailand? Yes. Okay. I can't. Yes. I, can't. I don't know her name, but yeah. Yes. I read a little bit about her and she's fascinating. So, yeah. Specifically, like, Maude is white. Mm-hmm. She's an American woman. Mm-hmm. So she's not doing anything terribly groundbreaking worldwide, but for the United States Mm -hmm. and women in the, in this era. Yeah. In, in the mainstream of society. In white, white society and white culture, people were like (gasps) aghast. Yeah. Okay. She died one of the most famous stick and poke tattoo artists of her generation. And that was a legacy that lived on through her daughter, Lavetta, who, um, whose last tattoo before she passed away was completed using the stick and poke method on the famous tattoo artist, Don Ed Hardy. Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> You mean that guy who makes the really douchey hats that came out in the early 2000s? That guy? <laughs> the, the guy who just made the uniform for douchebag. <laughs> so Him and Von Dutch should have gotten together and really, really solidified that ensemble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my life in high cool. school. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I Von thought, Dutch and Ed Hardy? Well, you said that and I thought... For a split second that you were wearing a lot of Ed Hardy. Oh, oh girl, no. <laughs> girl, no. And that's why I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Hold the phone. No, no, no. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Fucking Maude Wagner. She is She very, lived up to her name. She sure She's did. cool. She's cool Maude is fuck. a cool person. It's a cool name. She's covered in cool fucking tattoos. Mm-hmm. She's, she's ran away to join the circus. She taught her daughter this, like, crazy, detailed, like, real old school way of doing tattoos. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Thank you, Maude. Thank because you, Maude. we're both tattooed women. Yeah, we are. And, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's not. Danny has no ink. Danny is, I already forgot her daughter's name, Sarah Jane. Lavetta. Lavetta. Mm-hmm. Did I say the other daughter's name? Yeah. Okay, cool. At least I got one of them right. (laughs) You did. Lovetta. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did have... I'll tell you next time. (laughs) (laughs) I got it from Wikipedia and allthingsinteresting.com. Had an article about her. And then, um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think I read a couple other ones, but didn't take a lot of information from them. There's a very cool um, picture of her that I assume we'll be posting on Instagram. Oh, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and follow us at <gasps> Please That do. Broad's Got Moxie. 
We're also at that Broad Scout Moxie on Facebook and at Broad Scout Moxie on Twitter. That's right. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. And if you have, like, questions or suggestions or just cool shit that you want to share with a couple of fun gals, Mm -hmm. uh, you can email us. You can do that at... What's our email? Oh, yeah. That that broads got moxie at gmail.com. Yes. We like to hear from you. We get some really good suggestions. So. Yeah. Yeah. Stay moxie. Stay moxie. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Music by Sage Krenning. Cover art by Vinny Navarrete. Produced and edited by Danielle Barsanti. Side effects of listening to this podcast may include excessive moxie, zero tolerance for the patriarchy, sass mouth, excessive sweating, tipsy tittering, desire to stick into the metaphorical man, fear of cats, empowering women, clammy hands and feet, the inability to do math, lack of patience for the bullshit, thirst for knowledge, questioning the system, cravings for bougie chicken, vodka, and justice, and in some cases can cause death on hills.